Movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up, y'all? What's hey. up? How are we? We are I'm, good. It's been yeah, a good dude, week. Yeah, I'm a I'm an uncle. I'm an uncle now. Yeah, which congratulations. Is awesome. Yeah, my uh, my brother and his sister-in-law. Like, you know, one night the CPS people called and said, "Hey, we're bringing your foster kid for you. So get ready." <laughs> Just like Jeez. he was like in the middle, like he had just started a D and D game, and he's like, "Yeah, so what a guys, perfect time!" Oh yeah, my god, I'm out. <laughs> so but yeah, she's a little cutie pie. I love oh. her. She just turned two. She's awesome. Give me some background. So your brother, I mean, you know, if it's none of our business, that's fine. But he does he foster kids normally? Like, how is he on no, some so, list? Or so they got married. Three years ago, maybe, maybe four. I'm not sure. Um, but this is their first time. Like they just got done going through the whole process of getting certified to foster, and now I'm going through the whole process of getting certified to babysit a foster kid. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but this is their first uh, foster kid, and they're pretty dead set on doing uh, foster before you know trying to have kids or anything like that. Are they interested in like foster to adopt? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like situational on stuff like that. Like, sure, of course. Sometimes, like, they can't really choose, and you know, it's you know, up not to them. every foster kid is available for adoption and all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah, right. But they're definitely open to it. I would say that's really nice. Yeah, good for them. Sweet. Yeah. It takes a special person to do that. I really hope that they know that not everyone has what it takes to like yeah. put themselves out there like that and put their hearts out there like that. Yeah. What sucks is I can't post any pictures of her on social media. I know. I know. Kids. I want to so bad. <laughs> but you got to kind of appreciate for... that about the system too. They, yeah. You know. Yeah. Are they up for adopting one more? Cause I kind of just want to play D and D with your brother. Uh, <laughs> that sounds real fun. So I'm just gonna go what? hang out. What? <laughs> oh, Danny you want is them available to for adoption. You? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna move in. I think. They, 28 year old man who wants a new dad. <laughs> yeah. I got room for one more. Uh, need a need a D and D friend. You know, that's all. Yeah, because it's, Danny, it's so I'm hard sorry. to do. Is our is our over. campaign not enough for you? Like, Ooh. I'm gonna no, call we Meg. Play once every, I'm gonna we call. play once every two weeks. Obviously, it's not enough. <laughs> I've been saying. I've been saying for months. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm telling that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Ellen, did you did you go back to your cubicle? Are you there yet? Or are you still at the front desk? No, I will on this Monday. So this episode comes okay. out Tuesday. So yesterday will be my first day back in my safe cubicle away from people. Um, but no, as of recording this, I only have one more like shift helping out the front desk. And... Uh, can't wait can't wait to be back in the safety of just me and my computer listening to podcasts while i do silly little admin work i don't need to be ceo of some kind of company i just want you know normal work-life balance that's all i'm asking for in this world (laughs) aren't we all (laughs) i uh obviously nothing nearly as exciting as becoming an uncle um, yeah. is happening over here. I'm moving. So that's going to be 
a lot to deal with, but it should be fun. I'm staying in t- staying in the same town. I'm just moving to a downtown studio apartment instead of the house out in the country fun. that I'm in now. Nice. I'm tired of. I just I want high speed internet and like <laughs> not uh, to. Ha- I don't want to have to mow an acre every week. You yeah. Know? Like it's that's yeah. basically it. So. And like you can get kind of more, you know, out and about and like. I'm sure yeah, even even like in walking, your little town, I'm sure you're walking distance from like at least a bar or two and, you yeah. know. Yeah. W- walking distance to a bar. Uh, there's a taco shop next door, a coffee shop down the street, right by the library. Nice. Uh, so there's plenty, plenty to do. Way more than the like random can't even find it on GPS house that I live in now. So what does Samwise <laughs> think? Have you told him? So he doesn't live with me anyway. He hasn't in a year. He's the world's most social dog, like in the entire world. He's he's less suited to be a, in a single dog home than any dog I've ever met in my entire life. And so it started as like, a, oh, I'll bring him to my parents' house for play dates. And then it got harder and harder to get him to leave. And then mm-hmm. I was like, fine, he can stay the night. And hey, I'm busy. He can stay another night. And Speaking it turned into dogs. like he will not get in my car anymore to go home with me Aww. so now he just he lives at my parents house and he but he they bring him to the office uh we have a family business and yeah. so they bring him to the office i still see him every day and of course i still pay for all of his like any medication he needs <laughs> or vet vet bills or whatever but uh yeah i they have like a almost an acre fenced in and they have three other dogs i couldn't get him to come with me even if Aww. i wanted to so he's in a he's in a great spot He's like the situation where you're not lying when you say he went to go live on a farm. Yeah, yeah he like he literally he actually, actually is. did. Yeah, yeah. I it just it got to the point. I was like, oh, you're just, oh, so you're just not coming back with? No, I get it. I no, it's fine. Because when I first got him, I lived in the middle of town and I had a backyard and it was okay, but it's not a freaking acre. Uh, yeah, so yeah. He's they stole him from me basically. Aww. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, I think let's dive in. Ellen, this was your week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to intro the movie that we talked about? Yes. Yeah, so we're back to me picking. Um, and we're back to it being Danny is the one who hasn't seen. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. This is one that ever since I learned that you hadn't seen this, I've been dying for you to see it because I love this movie. Um, so, yes, we are watching 19. 19- 85's Clue. Is it really 85? Man. Mm-hmm. 1985's Clue, starring an ensemble cast featuring Tim Curry, Eileen Brenna, Christopher Lloyd, Martin Mull, and a whole bunch of others, um, directed by Jonathan Lynn. The six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as bodies continue to pile up. Um, and it's based on the game Clue, which, fun. Yeah. Have either of y'all ever played Clue? Oh. Yeah. I, countless I times. I was thinking about it. I've never once played Clue in my entire life. It's rad. I've never got wow. close to winning, but I've played a bunch. I used to I play mean, with my brother. Time, yeah, he would always win because he's older. But yeah. Oh, my God. I've, I love Clue. I've never once played before. Wow. Well, now now we have to. We'll play a virtual game. That sounds exciting. Yeah, 
Online, <laughs> online board games are tight because you don't have to deal with all the pieces and stuff. Everywhere. I mean, board games are already so much fun anyway, but virtual board games. Oh, oh my god, Honestly, I don't like, even know why we talk to you, Ty. Yeah, oh, I yeah. actually like now that I now that you say that playing a board game with Ty sounds miserable. Can you just imagine the incessant bitching? that that would come from Ty while playing a board game just the whole time. Uh, I'm good. Awful. I'm good with like card games that are like fast paced and poker. I love playing poker, but board games that are slow and slow moving, I'm just like, Ugh. Ty, okay. we need to we need to introduce you to like the board games that are like really social, like um like ones where like one person is lying and you have to kind of figure out who that person is. Like I've, essentially games based on like mafia, you know? So like so my like Secret so, Hitler or Salem or something like that. Those are my, fun and I think you'd like it. My brother, who just got a foster kid, and his wife are super into board games. And every family event, we always play. They a sound board so game. rad. Dude. They're better than you. <laughs> oh, hundred like percent. So Is this Zoe? Yeah, Zoe. That was on our podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's, uh, she's way cooler than you. They're super into board games, so they always make me play. There are a few that I can play, but like the majority of board games, I'm just like, ugh. Let's get this over with. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I just do not even want to begin to let Ty ruin the, exp- the how much I love board games. Yeah, and I know we'll never play to. with you. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah we're, oh. we're skipping that suggestion. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> okay, so Danny, since it was your first time watching Clue, you wrote your synopsis as you watched it. So let's hear it. Yeah, this summary was tougher to write than previous ones I, uh, that I've done because this. There's like eight movies in one (laughs) movie when you're watching Clue. Like there's so many different storylines. So like I would make a dumb goof and then be like, oh, well, this goof actually isn't true because uh, of the alternate plot or whatever. It's like it took me a while, but uh, that doesn't mean it's good, by the way. It's not like I worked very hard on this and it's very good. It was just like this is kind of annoying. But here here we go. Here's my uh, summary of Clue. Uh, Please uh, hold your questions, comments and concerns till the end. All right. In 1954, New England, a bunch of sort of strangers are invited to a dinner party with no host, kind of. Uh, The strangers consist of a snarky British butler, an old lady that screams like a menthol huffing demon, three generic middle-aged white men, a lady pimp, a woman who fully makes out with a a corpse, and a French maid whose role in this film was to test the limits of that PG rating. (laughs) After an uncomfortable dinner, they move on to a different room where the first of a long series of murders occurs. They spend the remainder of the evening dodging death, investigating the murders, turning on each other, uncovering a myriad of secrets, and doing more murdering. Finally, the movie ends with the murders being solved by the butler, except just kidding. It was solved by one of the white guys, except just kidding. They all murdered somebody, except just kidding. They didn't, except just kidding. They did. And the movie actually still hasn't ended, and it will never end. This movie is perpetual. It now exists outside of time, along with Betty White and Willie Nelson. Thanks. Yay. That's Clue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Any questions? Concerns? I think I nailed it. You got super Neil deGrasse Tyson at the end right there. <laughs> <laughs> this movie caused Danny to have an existential crisis. <laughs> I feel like if you smoke weed and listen to the last two sentences of Danny's summary, then you, <laughs> then you learn the meaning of life. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Maybe Tim Curry is the meaning of life. Oh, I mean, that might be right. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I'll go into, since uh, you and I, since Ty, you and I are the, uh, have seen this before, let's go into, like, our histories with it. Um, when did you first see Clue? 
I can't remember the first time I've I saw this. I want to say it was like on TV. Um but like I this has kind of just always been like, oh, I've seen this and then I never really appreciated how funny it was until I got older and was like, yeah, this is hilarious. Um and I think it was mostly because of just I figured out Tim who Tim Curry was cuz kids aren't like Hey, Tim, that Tim Curry is so great. He's such a great actor. It's like when you're older, like, wow, Tim Curry is like one of the funniest people on the planet. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what else is he in? Clue? Oh, yeah. I remember watching that when I was like 12. I'll watch it again. So, but yeah, I I think this is one of the the best comedies of the 80s, maybe all time. So, yeah. Yeah. It holds up. Um, I saw this movie. I remember being introduced to it by a friend who I think had like the VHS and we watched it on like some sleep overnight in gosh, like second or third grade. Um, and then we immediately became very obsessed with this movie. We quoted all the time. We watched it every time we hung out and then we convinced our third grade teacher to let us play it during, or to show the movie at like a classroom part end of year party. Which, looking back, I'm surprised she... I mean, I know it has a PG rating, but, like, to show it to a whole class of third graders. Yeah. As soon as the event pops up, you're like, the teacher's just scrambling to shut it down. She let us watch the whole movie. Um, (laughs) We convinced her that this was fine. We, like, really pushed hard. It's rated PG. That means you don't technically have to get permission from all the students' parents. So just take our word for it. I don't think she had seen it. (laughs) Like, if I'm... The PG rating correctly. after 1989 is not re- like Blazing Saddles is rated PG, <laughs> and they say the f word multiple times and do say a bunch of racial slurs like that. <laughs> PG yeah. is not a thing until like the 90s. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, we got away with that, and we shared our favorite movie with all of our friends at the end of the year, <laughs> and it was great. Um, so this movie just like lives in my head. As, like, part of my childhood, watched it countless times. Like, Lost couldn't even tell you how many times. Um, And I've watched it again and again kind of over the years. uh, Kind of put it aside and then college, I would put it on here and there. And then it's been on Amazon Prime for, like, the past few years. Like, every once in a while, I'll just pop on Clue and just I could quote along with the whole thing. And there's so many quotes from this movie that just again like live in my head and i'll just like quote to myself just internally like i mean i was like writing them down and i think i wrote down like 10 or 11 quotes from this movie <laughs> that just like when i'm trying to do like math i'm always like one plus two plus one plus one, plus one. <laughs> no one plus one plus two plus one <laughs> uh but god there's so many like Communism was just a red herring. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, that's a good one. <laughs> Washington, D.C. Like, I'll never pronounce Washington, D.C. any other way inside my head. <laughs> it. Uh... She had friends who were socialist. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. I did not do it. <laughs> like, uh, sorry. This is just going to turn into me quoting the movie. But, yeah, we'll... we'll uh, I want to get into Danny's thoughts as his first time, uh, as his first time watching it. 
Yeah, I it's fun. It's this super fun. Like the whole the whole time is fun. The dog poop gag really like at the very <laughs> beginning. It's one really worked for me. It was very funny, but it also just kind of sets the tone for what cuz I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was a slapstick comedy. I knew nothing about this movie going in. Like I knew about the board like I'd played the board game and that's literally it. But as far as the movie goes, like I didn't know any quotes. I didn't really know anything about any of the actors and what roles they were playing um i didn't didn't know it was a comedy at all and i certainly didn't know it was a slapstick comedy uh and so going in that was kind of a nice surprise to experience all that without knowing knowing literally anything about it going in there's a million Uh, jokes in this movie like yeah (laughs) yeah it's so fun i love that it was 90 minutes and they were able to tell the whole story and it didn't drag on forever because they could have easily made it like a two and a half hour movie i feel like and so like keeping it to a tight 90 was really nice um it was just super fun super clever re really blah 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 blah, blah, really rewatchable um because like there's so many little subtle gags like like jokes told underneath someone's breath or like Mm -hmm. super quickly that you're gonna miss on one viewing and catch on another so it just makes it super rewatchable yeah Um, but yeah I, i dug it it was fun yeah okay (laughs) yeah so i want to go into um well i want to do like highlights and lowlights and then i want to talk about the characters before we do like a recast because it's so yeah it's so rich with little gags with each character but yeah i want to do i want to get y'all's highlights um yeah ty you want to go yeah so obviously tim curry is a highlight i mean he he gets talked about this more than anyone else in this movie but yeah. I think Madeline Kahn was the best person in this movie. I mean, some of the stuff she's like, Mrs. White, right? Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. like she would, like she would oh. always like finish saying like what everyone's saying, like just a little bit later, and like she would gasp like after everybody else gasped, and like her when they're explaining that her husband's disappeared, like your first husband is an illusionist, he disappeared. She's like, yeah, he's an illusionist. Well, he never reappeared. Well, yeah, he wasn't a great illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, Flames I, on, on the side of my head. <laughs> breath, <laughs> breath, breathing. That was the funniest part <laughs> of the movie. Heaving breaths. <laughs> that made me laugh so much harder than anything else that happened in the movie. And I, I rewound it and watched it like four times. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so, it felt like so out of nowhere, but so like perfect and incredibly funny. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that Matt. flame, flames fl- on the side of my f- breathing, <laughs> breathless. It's got, she, it's so good. Madeline Kahn gets zero to little respect for being a comedy genius. I mean, she like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. She is so freaking hilarious. Her um, timing is impeccable. Yeah. Like a lot, we say it's, all the time, like someone has great timing. Like no, this is yeah, Madeline timing Kahn. to a T. Yeah. yeah. Madeline Kahn and Olivia Coleman and Hot Fuzz. Um, but <laughs> that's not the movie we're talking about. Uh, my second highlight is I loved that it was very fast paced and it didn't give, because I feel like if you give the viewer enough time to be like, oh, this doesn't really make any sense, then the whole movie falls apart. Yeah. Because like if the, the viewer has to be like, oh, this is hilarious, this is hilarious, I don't even care what's going on. Um, I mean, that was great. And then obviously just, I mean, the casting. The casting was just so good. They they hit it out of the ballpark. Because, I mean, the first build person on this movie is Eileen Brennan, who plays Miss Peacock. 
But, like, I would say, like, 1985, like, Christopher Lloyd probably should have been the first built person back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just thought, gosh, this is so good. I don't think I have any lowlights for this. This is just, like, kind of a perfect comedy that's just happening all in one house. You know, kind of yeah. like a bottle episode, but a movie. Yeah, there's a lot of – I wrote down a lot of highlights. The first thing I wrote down was was the was the running joke of, of Tim Curry stepping in dog shit. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's very um, good. And then just overall, I mean, like, all the, yes, all the characters are so great for me. Mr. Green and Mrs. White are probably my two favorite. I feel like <laughs> there's so much perfection in their comedy, his physical comedy and her oh, yeah. comedic timing. Um, but then – Another highlight, for, uh, I wrote down uh, the score slash the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Because, I I mean, I didn't realize I was older that like this is set in the 50s. That's the whole bit of, like, you know, the communism as a red herring. Yeah, um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> and the whole bit with, like, Mr. Green. It's a scandal that, like, you know, his cover is that he's gay. Yeah. I didn't understand this joke until I was older, but. No, when she's like, I thought they. J. Edgar Hoover called. Was on your phone? Well, he's on everybody else's phone. Like, I I, was, I didn't know that. That just totally went over my head until I was older. Or, like, yeah, like, the joke when, you know, all these, a lot of jokes went over my head when I was a kid, but, like, when Miss Scarlet says, like, I thought they called men like you a fruit, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I don't know. Because what did he say? He said he was, I like... Know. He said Shoot. he used some other word for like scared or some something other, like that. No, it or was some other. Uh, uh, no, it was some other like an, uh, not animal uh, food. Oh, word. a nut. I'm not a or. No, it was when he was saying nut, like when he was revealing his like his true identity as an FBI agent. He's like, I'm a something, and she goes, I thought they called men plant. like you. Oh, a yeah, plant. A plant. I'm a plant. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end the movie. Um, but yeah, that means so, but yes, going back to the score and the soundtrack, cause the soundtrack is really great. Just some like great fifties bops, but then the score is just, it, the tempo like ramps up as Tim yeah. Curry's like running through the house. Oh my and it's, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. And then I'll just a couple more, but, um, the way that they just moved around the bodies and just dropped them. <laughs> 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 or when, when they put, they put the, uh, cook down face first and <laughs> and mr body's on the other side and christopher lloyd sits down between them and he looks at the cook's butt and he just rests slowly rests his hand right <laughs> i mean it's a return to the fact that he's like grabbing ass in the, in the very beginning too but yeah yeah um yeah so i mean like god the, the it, it truly is a great slapstick and that the physical comedy is great down to the point where they're just like by the end they just like essentially toss the dead yeah. body of the singing telegram girl because they're just so over yeah. it <laughs> like god it sounds so morbid but it's truly hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah uh some of my highs for some reason tim curry saying i buttle sir when describing what his job oh, yeah. is really got me that just <laughs> tim curry just overacting the whole movie was very good like so perfect looking uh, camp straight in the face like yeah 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 he was perfect in this movie um martin mall i think at one point is yep two corpses everything's fine just for that really got me for some reason 
Um, Martin Mull's great in this. Three murders, six altogether. This is getting serious. Just little stuff, little like clever stuff like that. Really, <laughs> frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Yeah, uh, they're recurring at the end. There's still one thing I don't understand. One thing, <laughs> stuff like that just really got me. Like it was very, very good. Um, Madeline Kahn, just in general, like yeah. her existing in this movie, she's perfect. She's, she's absolutely so good. perfect. I loved her so much. Uh, I um, think it's early on when uh, Colonel Mustard said something about, like, if you can't take the heat in the kitchen or something like that, and then Miss Peacock yells, but look what happened to the cook! (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the last one was, who did did I kill? My butler. Oh, shucks. I just, the oh, shucks killed me. Uh, Yeah, this is is great. I love love a good slapstick comedy, and this is peak. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ty, do as you have... As far as lows... Yeah, low sorry, lights, guys. I, no, go, Danny. I kind of only had one, and it was just, like, Mrs. Peacock's scream will haunt my nightmares <laughs> for the... It was the most grating sound I've ever heard in my entire life. And I know it's part of the character, and it was very funny. That's not a complaint. That it's just the sound of it just got inside my brain and, like, stabbed me with a fork is what it felt. It's just like, this yeah. sound is terrible. Yeah. But it was very, very funny. Uh, I don't really ha- I mean, there's not... What can you complain about? with this movie you know what it's I mean? really like hard to it's not long it's funny it's fast paced you don't get to dwell on things ever it's just there's not a there couldn't think of any lows to write about yeah. i i have two one is the casting of mr body i feel like they had a chance to just cast someone who just knock it out of the park like cast the most popular actor in 1985 because it would be hilarious just like to kill him off for early. a super yeah, yeah and then his body just flailing around this super famous actor. And he's like, not even in the movie. I think that'd be hilarious. And then Christopher Lloyd's character was funny sometimes. And then he kind of like, he like, he like went back and forth from being slapstick and then kind of playing at like Colonel mustard, which is a little bit more serious. And he never really found his footing. I don't think, uh, Christopher Lloyd's a really funny guy, but I, I, maybe the writing was the difference, but I think, they should have like found more of a center with that character. I'd agree. Professor Plum was the only low light that I put on there. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he, lost for sure. He does, and then, I mean, I don't know. Come at me for calling me a hypocrite because I ripped apart Caddyshack for being kind of sexist, but like, I kind of liked how pervy this whole movie was, except for like the one or two times that they took it a little too far with Professor Plum. Maybe it's because I have a hard time seeing Christopher Lloyd. As being, yeah. like, extra ha- There's, pervy. like, certain actors in Hollywood that can play pervy a funny way. But, like, Christopher Lloyd, I kind of believed it. Like, that exactly, he Exactly, which took me out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> like, with, um, like, going back to Caddyshack, like, with Chevy Chase, when he's being creepy, you believe that he's a creepy yeah. person. Yeah. But, like, so, if, if Bill Hader... Uh, sorry if that's one of you. <laughs> Of I had him written down at one point and then deleted it and changed it to somebody else. But okay. I did consider him. For I didn't like, think about Bill Hader. I love Bill but Hader. But Bill Hader can play somebody creepy and and you know pervy, and you're like, oh, that's Bill Hader. He's hilarious. That's like that. It's I don't a joke. Yeah, that, yeah. I believe this is a joke. Yeah. So I that would be my only low light is that like with him, it just felt less funny for some reason but literally every other pervy joke in the movie lands for me and i don't care if that makes me a hypocrite or whatever or going against my own sex but like the bit of them like literally making out the corpses (laughs) like 
No, Sorry that like, I like the Yvette jokes. Like they're the stuff bad. With Yvette, like it's hilarious like, to me. I don't care if that makes me a hypocrite. I found it hilarious every time. When Yvette says, "Okay, who's going to go with me?" and immediately Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum are like, "I'll go with you. I'll go with you." And then <laughs> Mr. Green's like, "No thanks." <laughs> like, yeah, I love that was that. very good. That's so, that so funny. Yeah, and then no, just Ellen, everybody. I, get what you're coming from. I don't think it. I don't think it makes you a hypocrite because Yvette like actually added something to this movie into the plot. Where the Lacey character in Caddyshack added nothing yeah. except for sex yeah. symbol. So, like, Yvette actually contributed and, like, was genuinely funny. And I you thought. feel like she's in so, on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. how she's dressed and how they're all looking yes. at her. And, she, like, yeah, I think yeah. she's dressed like that. Like, from my perspective, she's dressed like that on purpose. Not like, mm-hmm. these are what maids look like in the 1950s. Like, <laughs> no. Like, yeah. you feel like sh- there's a little bit of a wink to the audience with her. Yeah. Mm hmm. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but hey. No, no, no. I, I think I agree I, with I that. I feel the same. So, yeah. So, I guess, we yeah, we can go through some some of the characters here as we launch. I'm Maybe I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, like, rushing here to get to the recast because I've never <laughs> been more excited. And I don't even think I did that good of a job, especially because knocked out of the park last week. But, like, I just want to know what you guys think about the cast big, yeah. and, like, who we're going to put in a 2021 remake, like, all that stuff. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, any other like thoughts, highlights, lowlights before we get into that? Mm-mm. I wish more comedies were like this. Yeah. I feel like nowadays we get either super high concept comedies that are funny, like Palm Springs is very high concept and it's very funny, or we get like the Will Ferrell comedy that comes out every three years. Yeah. I or wish like we kind of got Sandler something like comedy. This reminded me a lot of Game Night. Which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I yeah, think that exactly. was really smart. It wasn't too highbrow. It wasn't too stupid. I think it was like just right in the middle, like kind of a perfect, you know, go to the theater, see it on a Friday night comedy. So yeah, I, I kind of wish we had more of these. Yeah. And it's a true ensemble. Like, yeah. we don't mm-hmm. get comedies like this where I think everybody has equal footing as far as like jokes and like bits and you know, maybe you could consider Wadsworth to be, like, a step above everyone else, but, like, literally, like, everyone in this, that's the the guests are all on equal footing, and they're all equal part of this, like, yeah. literal ensemble, and it works so well. It's super, super rare to get that anymore. Right. And I don't know, I don't know if it's been done as well since in, like, a true comedy. No, I don't think so. Not, I mean, think. nothing I comes to mind, one. yeah. And I think it's because no one here was like the big blockbuster star of right. their time. Yeah. They didn't yeah. like I I get that it would have been a fun goof for them to put like a big star as Mr. Body, but like I liked it better retrospectively that like every single person is just like an ensemble actor, a character actor, or a comedic yeah. character actor. Yeah. So that way it just there's no one stepping on anyone's like screen time or whatever i don't know if that makes sense but no, yeah. yeah it totally makes sense mm-hmm. danny you got any more highlights lowlights no that that pretty much wraps it up for me i mean well, i'll get to my final thoughts at the end of the episode but yeah no that this is great it was very funny all of my highlights are quotes because those are the best parts <laughs> those are the best parts of this movie is little quotes that are mumbled under their breaths so. oh my god yeah it just well, he never it, it truly never gets old. He wasn't a great illusionist. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh, God. And then, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I'll quote to myself these because I learned a long time ago. No one gets it when I'm, like, standing yeah. at a door going, let us out, let us out, let us in, let us in. <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to go through the characters then? Yeah. Um, so, Danny, it was your first time watching, so you go first with the I have. Do you want to just, like, go down the list? I have the letterbox pulled up. If you want to just go character by character. Oh, sure. or, or, oh, I thought you wanted to go over, like, the characters in the original movie before. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Sorry, I'm I'm all over the place. I'm also not supposed to be, like, running the show. Like, Danny is supposed to be us, but I just no, you you got are too the, eager. You are this time, I think, because you, it <laughs> yeah, was way your to choice. Way to go, Danny. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. I don't okay, know if that's well, obvious enough. Here, I'll lead, I'll lead this part then. Um, okay, so first build is Eileen Brennan playing Mrs. Peacock. How do we feel about Mrs. Peacock? Yeah. Iconic. Great. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 it's one of those that there are some roles where you're like, only this person could have played this role. I think there are quite a few that could have played a very good Mrs. Peacock. She's one of them, though. She did incredible. I, lo- I loved her as Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. She. I, I do think there are. There's only like two roles in here that are really hard to play for a lot of people. I think there's maybe like five actresses today that could play Mrs. Peacock. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she was fantastic. Just like this kind of dumb older lady who's just <laughs> loves talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously we're full spoilers, but the the one fake ending where she's the murderer the whole time, yeah. you can also believe that too, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, being a senator's wife, she's just like faking hospitality the whole time. Yeah, that all makes yeah. sense. Um, okay, next one up is Tim Curry playing Wadsworth. Perfect. Yeah, I, I this is one of those that like I very few people could have played it as well or better than Tim. Like almost nobody, I think. I think he was absolutely perfect. The perfect mix of like clever and quick and quippy and snarky while also being like. Maybe mysterious isn't the right word, but like there's something else clearly going on with this guy. You know, the whole, yeah. like he's clearly not just a butler. And obviously, a lot of that came from the dialogue, but a lot of that was from like his mannerisms and the way he's, he was perfect. Yeah. I love Tim Curry. This yeah. is this is like on the same level as like Leonardo DiCaprio in <laughs> The Departed. Like nobody could do that except for that actor at that time. Um, and like, how many takes do you think it took him to do? like all the explaining when he's oh just running around the house. <laughs> like no one has ever spoken so fast yet enunciated so well yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully they shot that super well. So there were like lots of cuts when you're going from room to room. Yeah. Cause if he had to do the whole thing in one take, I just, that would be the most difficult thing. Ever. <laughs> Did y'all know Tim Curry was the original it, the clown. Yes. From it? Yes. Yeah. That always surprises me. Yeah, so this this was my introduction to him because I saw this at such a young age, and then in like high school. Wait, this was the I first watched... movie you saw with Tim Curry, not Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I guess I never like. I mean, this is the first thing like I he's remember the, him. He's the main. I know. He, uh, I know butler, who he is, or whatever you call it at a hotel. You work at a hotel. You know what they're called. I don't work at that fancy of a hotel. <laughs> we don't have. I mean, I guess he's like the main bellman. I don't know, yeah. uh, but. No, I mean, like, this is the first, like, role, like, that he yeah. stands out that I remember him in as a kid. Um, and then I saw Rocky Horror in high school. Oh, yeah. 
and he obviously so he's super iconic in that. I mean, he's he's insanely versatile. He's truly funny. Yeah. And like, yeah, he plays that character so well because he's like, there's some like, honest to goodness, like silliness to him too. Yeah. Um, that just it it works. Uh, yeah, I love Tim Curry, and I've never seen the old it miniseries. Because it, okay. it would weird me out, I think, to see him as it. You can't um, tell it's him. Like, at any point watching it, you can't tell it's him. But There's I'll know. so much like, makeup. You're not going to watch it. <laughs> not going to watch it. It does not matter. Dude, it was made for TV. It's not that scary. Don't care, dude. <laughs> don't freaking care. Creepy clowns don't like them. Oh, my no gosh. Thanks. Okay. Um, next up, Madeline Kahn is Mrs. White. Yeah. I think we already talked about What else about. can be said? Yeah, what else can nothing. be said about her? Yeah. Nothing. She she's perfect. Yeah, um, I love for, the way she just kind of like stalks around, yeah. like you know, like the way she walks. I mean, yeah, she's acting head to toe, and yeah. I love it. So subtly funny because she speaks so quietly for most of the things that she says, yeah. but they're all just like home runs. And I, yeah. I love when when she's threatening Wadsworth, and she's like, Wadsworth, if I ever get you alone, I'm gonna cut your head off. <laughs> Yeah, the movie starts with them like subtly hinting that she's a black widow until yeah. into her just fully owning it by the yeah. end. <laughs> uh, okay, next one up, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, he's the most replaceable. Uh, he just yeah. can't. He do, he he couldn't stand toe to toe with the rest of the yeah. cast. I feel like I feel like not maybe that he's he like could, not great. But it's not it, yeah, written it might have been written poorly. Yeah, yeah. might have been written poorly. I, I don't just, really know. It just he fell by the wayside. I think sure. it was just cast wrong. I think he can stand with those people. I think he would have been better as a Colonel Mustard or, or Mr. Green. Green. Um, yeah, maybe. Not, Green. Better, not better than those guys, but I think those yeah, but, yeah. those two roles would have, are better suited for him than Professor Plum. Yeah. yeah. It's because of that that I think I had the hardest time in my recast of Professor Plum. Because so I was like, I just don't know. Oh, I got a good yeah. one. I can't wait for that one. Um, okay, next I mean, one I ended up, up picking a good one. Don't get me wrong. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, next one up, Michael McKean, Mr. Green. They beat the crap out of this guy in this movie. This poor, poor Michael McKean well, see, just got absolutely... It's so funny. Like, so I don't know a lot about the making of this movie, but Michael McKean is like a big like improv actor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he was in This Is Spinal Tap and uh, Best in Show, like all those Christopher Guest uh, improv movies. So I want to know how much it was just like, hey, you're in this scene. Just like, because I could totally see that whole, like the last ending where he's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Like I could totally <laughs> tell that Michael McKean just said that. And they were like, oh, that's perfect. Because he's he says he, he was gay the whole movie. That's a perfect ending. And yeah, so I could totally I see, see him improv. I can everything. see a lot of it being improv. Like yeah. maybe not so much the dialogue, but as like their reactions, like you said earlier in the bit where they're like, they're pairing off and the other two guys are like dying to go with Yvette. And he's like, uh, cause he's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay. Next up, Martin Mole, Colonel Mustard. Yeah. So so good. I I don't, I don't think comedically, I don't think he's quite, he's, he's on the level of like Tim Curry or Madeline Kahn, but he was great for this role because this role required him to be a lot more of a straight man who will just say things that like maybe out of context wouldn't be funny, but in context are perfect, like perfectly timed. Yeah. He was great in this. Yeah. That character gets 
broken down. Yeah, I yeah. love that he starts out and he's the most level-headed person. Like he's yeah. kind of got everything figured out, and as you slowly go along, he's like losing his sanity as like all this stuff is happening. If I have another scare, <laughs> then the chandelier just falls right behind him. Oh, I love it. Uh, that was good. Okay, and then last but not least, well, maybe least, uh, Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet. So I spent the whole movie, I, like, she first appeared on screen, she's looking at her car, and I was like, oh, cool, Sigourney Weaver is in this movie. That's really fun. And then, like, 45 minutes into it, I was like, oh, wait, that's Susan Sarandon. She's doing really good in this movie. She's crushing it. And then I, like, paused it to go to the bathroom or something on Prime, and so the cast popped up. And I was like, I that I don't know who this lady is. I was positive it was Sigourney Weaver or Susan Sarandon, but it wasn't. Uh, but she was, I she was funny. Like I, yeah, I no think, problems. She she didn't stand out for me as much as a lot of the others, but she was great. Yeah, I think uh, with that role, it was written really well for her, and she did a, yeah. a a good enough job with it. But I just think if you cast somebody with a little bit more, because she's going against Eileen Brennan and Madeline Kahn the other two women in the cast, like you need to cast somebody that's a little bit more to their level, which is like impossible with Madeline Kahn. But I mean like somebody. Interesting that y'all have that take. Maybe it's because I was just so taken by like, a, you know, she had such a strong presence and she like really commands. Yeah. The no, room. So when I watched it as a young girl, I was like, she's the main character. And oh, I thought that she was okay. so great. And I've always just kind of viewed her as like, the yes, I don't know, one of the stronger characters she, of this. Um, she like doesn't take away from this movie whatsoever, kind of like what Christopher think... Lloyd does. But like, I feel like a more a, a an actress with a little bit more better comedy would be would add a little bit more to this movie. Maybe I don't know. I love her in this, and I love the yeah, way that she problems. just yeah. dresses down every man in the room with yeah. like. Oh, she can say it in like a couple words, and every guy's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited about the person I pick for her. As, Me in my recast. too. <laughs> if we have any repeats, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Although I, I would be shocked if at least one of you guys don't have the same Mrs. Peacock that I have. But I don't. We'll, we'll I don't think it. we. Same. I don't think we will. Nobody will. I think have you the and same. I have the same one, Ellen. Yeah, nobody dang, will have the sure. same because I cast my Miss Peacock a little bit lower, a little bit younger. Uh, um, okay. okay, well, let's... Sucks for you, because I'm going first, Ellen, so uh, you're going to be the copycat <laughs> if we have the same one here. Let, let's get into it. Uh, Danny, um, this is probably the best part of uh, our podcast, so let's get into your your recast. So I'm for here to ruin it. A 2021 <laughs> clue. Yeah, I... Uh, oh, so and I cast... wait, wait, before we say anything... I also want to say something before we say something. <laughs> let's, let's say... So there is a clue remake happening. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is producing and acting in it, and Jason Bateman is attached. There's no year yet. Um, mm -hmm. It's being directed by some guy. Maybe Bateman. No, it's directed by the guy who directed both the Muppet movies and Alice Through the Looking Glass. So they got some high chops there directing. <laughs> it seems Yikes. like it might be like you know how like Adam Sandler like doesn't direct any of his movies, but like he actually directs all of his movies. Yeah. They just put somebody in the as a like figurehead or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what's happening with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Or, or, and slash Bateman. Cause they're both very like behind the scenes kind of guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we do want to point that out that 
the good thing is no one else is attached to that. And I think all three of us said beforehand, I don't think we have either one of them in our recasts. Um, so this is right. directed and produced by us. Um, I could only, also, what roles do you think they would play? So like, I could only see Reynolds as Mr. Body. Same. And I can only see Bateman as Mr. Green. Maybe Professor I Plum. I could see Maybe. Reynolds yeah, I as could... Wadsworth. I, I think Reynolds is quippy enough to be a Wadsworth. I see. Yeah, I could see that, but I think too handsome to be a believable butler. Yeah, more so. Exactly. More so. I thought he would be a good Mr. Body and it would be a good goof that he like dies halfway through. Um, But I put uh, and I also wanted to point out because we made jokes with each other when we were texting about Knives Out, which I think is like a natural, I don't know, spiritual nephew to to this movie. I don't think we could have a Knives Out without clue happening and um and we're all really big fans of that movie so i just want to like make a little shout out there that like through this conversation we've been texting all week and we just kind of been making like knives out jokes um yeah knives out really love that movie 80 percent clue 20 percent murder on the orient express yeah yep I, and I, speaking of Knives Out, at one point I was like, I'm just going to make a goof and for my recast, read the cast of Knives Out. That would be yeah. so funny. <laughs> but then I was like, it'd be funny for like, the, it was like Daniel Craig. And then I was like, no, that's not good anymore. Um, but my idea that I had, I didn't end up going with it. Um, I, I pivoted at the last second, kind of. But there was at one point, and this might be surprising coming from me, I was like, I think a Wes Anderson version of Clue with Jason Schwartzman as Mr. Green, uh, for some reason, got stuck in my head for a while, uh, but then I then I changed my mind. But I just that's think really funny of, coming from you. Who like I know. Well, I know that's another reason I didn't go with it is because I doesn't I like spent Wes a significant him. amount of time. We're converting I spent a significant amount of time saying that it's like not my not my thing, but just I feel like he would meld with uh, this movie really well, like the original movie. I think he could make a funny like a drier funny version of this but that's not what you I haven't seen grand budapest yet which is kind of a, a caper right sorts. i think we need to do an episode on that because i actually do want to see that one really bad yeah you, can, I, I you know you can just like, like best. you can watch a movie if you know I, I have to i have to have a, a platform to, have, to speak about I have to it be able to turn it into content or else i'm not going to watch a movie anymore it's kind of who i've it's the monster that i've become due to i'm just kidding um okay not, i will start okay. with i'll start with my mr body this one felt easy to me for some reason. I went with Bill Murray. Uh, that was good uh, I think Bill Murray is Mr. Bot. Just I love him showing up for a couple minutes in movies for some reason, uh, and I think he'd be. You're just like, holy shit, that's Bill Murray, and then he gets killed and is off screen like thirty minutes in. I, that's very funny to me for some reason. Uh, my Mr. Green, I went with Ken Jong. Um, I just I think Ken Jong is so funny, and I think he'd be incredible at this role. Like him being the like snarky sort of straight laced. Uh, I don't know for some reason I just I pictured Ken Jong and I started laughing super super hard. And I don't know that I can explain it really well, but that's who I'm going with for Mister Green. Yeah, my Miss Scarlet is Retta. Uh, that's Donna from Parks and Rec. Okay. Donna Migo from Parks and Rec. I just I want her to play exactly Donna from Parks and Rec. Just sassy, overly confident, tearing people apart. Um, I think just I, I have a lot of Parks and Rec crossover in my cast. Just heads up. <laughs> um, 
and I gosh, I can't, I started picturing Retta as Miss Scarlet, and obviously very dissimilar to the original Miss Scarlet from the '80s, uh, but I think funnier. Yeah, I just I think Retta is so funny. I think she'd crush it. Uh, my Mrs. White is Megan Mullally. Uh, That's a good this one. one. It felt like a duh. Like this, she she feels a lot. She gives off a lot of like Madeline Kahn, but more chaotic type energy. Yeah. Um, she gosh, she's so freaking funny. She'd Another be great. Parks and Rec crossover, but she's uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I always have to look up her name anytime someone says oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Um, and another reason I cast Megan Mullally as Mrs. White is because Nick Offerman is my Colonel Mustard. So just straight up, we're doing Parks and Rec. Yeah. Well, also they're married. Like I know, but Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally are married, and I like when husbands and wives get to work together in movies. That's very funny to me. Yeah. And also, like Nick Offerman is so much so that I literally texted Ty because he was yeah. like, "I feel like we're all going to have the same Colonel Mustard." I was like, "Is it Nick Offerman?" That feels obvious. Offerman was my backup. I didn't even yeah. think of him. And I know that I'm joking. I almost had a married couple in mind too, but we'll we'll get to there. Okay, so let's yeah. see where you uh casted Amy Poehler, uh Ben Schwartz and uh on sorry. <laughs> I only have I only have one more uh one more Parks and Rec reference and it's just kind of a minor character, but my Professor Plum is Keegan Michael Key. Okay. Uh, okay. He, I can see was, him as yeah. Professor Plum. Yeah. yeah. He's Donna's husband. A has a small role as Donna's husband in Parks and Rec, <laughs> but God. he's so freaking funny. <laughs> That's not why I put him in there. I just okay. was like, oh, Let's yeah, see. he did do that, huh? Let's see some more Parks and Rec. Come on. Just no more Parks oh. and Rec. Um, my Mrs. Peacock, this is the one that I feel like, Ellen, it's Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. 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 I, it's oh, so oh. easy. We'll get into this it, but... Is, I watched the whole thing being like, she could do this beat for beat yeah. and it would still be just as funny. So, yeah. Yeah. It felt so. She's. Mrs. Peacock is this. a little Moira Rose ish. So. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just like take away whatever weird accent that Catherine O'Hara uses as Moira Rose and just let her be herself. And that's Mrs. Peacock. But yeah. otherwise, still playing the same character is felt so obvious, but perfect. Like, I could be so great. I wanted to put somebody else because I knew you put her, but I'm sorry. I just she's so good. I had to keep it. No I mean, crossover it's the, yet. It's the right choice. It's the right choice. Yeah, uh, my Yvette. I I wanted to change Yvette just a little bit. She still I still went with sexy French maid, but I wanted to make her funnier. I wanted to like let this person show off their comedic chops a little more than I like. Yvette got to. She was still funny, but not quite enough. I don't think. Um, but I went with Emma Stone. I almost went with Emma Stone for Yvette. I'm glad I yeah, didn't. <laughs> I, think she, I think she'd be... Inc- I considered uh, Emma Stone as Miss Scarlet also. I thought she'd been really funny as that. Uh, but I think she'd be so funny. Just keep her in the French maid outfit, but obviously it doesn't need to be super revealing because that's just not necessary to get views anymore like it was in 1985. Uh, I'm keeping that the same because I thought those bits were hilarious. Those yeah, bits were like so that was funny. funny. That was fu- And she can still be a sexy French maid. She's still beautiful. I just It doesn't have to be super low cut or anything anymore. Um, but I, uh, I think Emma Stone's hilarious. I'm just picturing her doing a forced fake French accent for an entire <laughs> movie, and it's it made me laugh. I think it'd be very good. Uh, and good. then finally, I didn't do any of the super like I didn't do the cop, I didn't do the singing telegram, I didn't do the motorist. Um, so my last uh, person is Wadsworth, uh, and for this I went with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh, thank God. I think she would be incredible. Are there male she's butlers so, in 1950? 
who cares? I don't care. <laughs> That's good. That's I really think good. She's she's British, and I think Wadsworth having the British accent is part of why he's so funny for some reason. Um, she's British. She's quirky. She's snarky. She's quippy. She's incredibly funny and, and quick with a retort. I can see her uh, running love. around and doing that whole last exactly yeah uh, third act so I, that's, well. I was picturing her doing that, like running from room to room with like the the tailcoats like waving behind her while everybody's chasing her between rooms, and it it made me laugh so freaking hard. I'm so mad I didn't pick that. <laughs> yeah, I think she. I was so excited when I when I wrote her down. So that's my that's my cast. No crossover. You didn't have any. Well, I guess you do have one crossover, but different different roles. Um, so yeah, I'll go into my recast. Same. Um, And I won't tell you who yet. Um, so for the chief, the, uh, the guy who was trying to sell Christianity and, you know, that was his cover and he ended up being like the FBI chief or something like that. Nick Offerman. Um, cause he was Mm -hmm. my backup Colonel Mustard. I decided to throw him a bone and have him make a little cameo in this. Um, (laughs) for the cook, David Chang have a, uh, Uh, yeah because he doesn't really have to do much and then he just has to die and and also i think the image of david chang's body just flailing everywhere would be hilarious Um, the singing telegram girl ellie kemper from uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt that's who i freaking thought it was when i first yeah that's the first thing i thought i was like hey yep that's ellie kemper i know who i'm recasting for that uh for the cop that comes in uh, Lamorne Morris from New Girl. I think he'd nice. be hilarious just, you know, saying stupid stuff. Yvette, keeping her the exact same character, just hot blonde that is just, you know, those bits are just so funny. I think, and I think she was, you know, dressed up like that on purpose. I don't think she was, I don't think it was made to sexualize. I think it was made to, like, kind of call Both. out everybody. Yeah. Um, Sydney Sweeney from uh, Euphoria. That's the only thing I've seen her in. Is ah. that HBO show Euphoria? She uh, fill that costume well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Body. This is the big name blockbuster actor, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt <laughs> is Mr. Body because that would be so oh, funny. Be good. And be I good. want this to be like kind of an indie produced movie, so I want Brad Pitt to produce it, and they just have him come in and. And play Mr. Body. Um, be great. Mr. Green, Dev Patel. I think he'd be so good at playing that. His He kind of did that same kind of comedy in uh, David Copperfield. Um, and it's, it's Dang hilarious. Dang it, Ty. You get, is that your same person? <laughs> I Mr. had two, Green. so now I'm going to have to go with my other choice. <laughs> uh, I love Dev Patel so much. I I'm know, so me too. mad. I, I used to watch that Skins TV show, the UK yes. show, all the time. And I was so, yeah, I'm a huge Dev Patel fan. You don't even know how much I love Dev Patel. He's uh, on my list. <laughs> uh, for Miss White, and I just got this. It's a Parks and Rec person, Aubrey Plaza. I just got Aubrey Plaza vibes the whole time with Miss White. Mm. And I think if she played it like the same way she plays uh, um, whatever Scorpion, uh, what's, what's her name, who owns the, uh, the nightclub when she – when her and and Andy like role play and he's the FBI agent, she's the Mrs. Hitler. No, <laughs> no, no, Dan- Janet Snakehole. Janet Snakehole. Janet Snakehole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if she kind of played it like Janet Snakehole, I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, Professor Plum. 
so I had to go with somebody that would be funny. They're funny when they're creepy. Uh, ben Schwartz. I think if Ben Schwartz played like a more low key version of Jean Ralphio, it would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. he can play. Yeah, yeah. Anything. He's great. Yeah. I think Ben Schwartz would be great as Professor Plum. Um, okay. Miss Scarlet. I love this casting because I think she's going to make the character so much better. Catherine Hahn. I think she'd be so good yeah, at that. Fun. She's so good at kind of just breaking everybody down in the room and and kind of commanding everything around her. She's so good. Um, Colonel Mustard, J.K. Simmons. I mean, this is just, yeah. that's the only person I could see when I was watching. He was this. the other one for me. It was either Nick Hoffman or J.K. Simmons were the ones yeah. that were like, yeah, this feels like duh. Yeah, that's the that's only a great person choice. I could see. And I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's so funny. Um, and then Miss Peacock, Molly Shannon. I think she'd be so funny as Miss Peacock. That's very good. Yeah, very, very I think good. she'd be so good. Um, and then my Wadsworth, Robert Downey Jr. Because he oh, can nice. do the English accent. He's got that like Chelsea, like uppity accent from Sherlock Holmes. He's quippy, and I could totally see him doing that scene where he's running around. Um, yeah. 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 Ellen, you're shaking your head. You don't agree with that one. <laughs> I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest RDJ fan, but I can see it. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm so mad at you guys. You did a really good job. And I'm. I was on such a high for kicking both of y'all's asses last week with my recast. <laughs> I would have been upset about that, except I also liked my movie. But yeah, yours was just way better last week, unfortunately. Uh, Okay, so I I cast almost everyone. I did not cast the singing telegram girl or the cook. I just couldn't come up with people for it. They have, like, no lines. Put Guy Um, Fieri in there as the cook. Sure. We'll (laughs) kill Guy Fieri and flop his body around. Brad Leone. He would have to have to... I was thinking, I was thinking about Bradley Odie, but I don't think he could. I think he's too hyper to act. I don't think he could. It would. Do, yeah, I couldn't watch that. That'd be weird. Um, gosh, so there are okay, so there are some crossovers here in mine. Uh, different characters, though. Now I'm just disappointed in one of my choices because Danny put her in a better spot. Okay, so I'll start from the bottom. Uh, for the motorist, I thought Bob Odenkirk would be a fun little bit. Yeah. Nice. And then for the cop, I just went with Andre Bauer from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Bone! <laughs> it's the funniest thing that's ever happened in a sitcom is, bone? is Andre Bauer just screaming bone over and over again in that one scene. No, nothing in a sitcom has ever made me laugh more. Uh, yeah. That'd and then so one. for for Yvette, I cast uh, Jodie Comer. Oh yes, Killing Eve. That rules. Wait, That's very where, good. Where is she from? Killing Eve. Killing Eve. I've never seen Jodie Comer. Killing Eve is great, quick. by the way. Killing Eve kind of rules. Fantastic, and she's funny. Like she would be really funny as Yvette. Ooh, now that you say that, Sandra O oh would have been a killer Miss Scarlet. Jodie Comer. C O M E R. I still have no idea who this person is. Okay, well, I can't she help been you. Been in any um, movies? She's one of the most attractive people in the entire world. Also, truly, so and oh, she's she like very attractive. I just, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. And she, we've learned that she can do like any accent, and she's yeah. like a really good actress. But she's also like very gorgeous. And Ty, yeah. you should watch Killing Eve. It rules. Mm-hmm, uh, you should. We'll um, okay, so I went. Uh, so going up uh, for Colonel Mustard, I went with Jesse Plemons. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Him playing the same character that, or a similar character that he played in Game Night. Since we were talking about Game Night earlier, he, that's killer. That's so funny. Yeah, that's a good. I one. thought he'd be good. Um, and then for Mr. Green, since I'm not gonna go Dev Patel, my other choice was Steven Yun. Okay. Yeah. yeah I thought he he'd be really it. funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. That would be good for sure. I love. I like. He also crossed my mind, but I also realized that I try to cast him every single week that we do this, and so I'm having to like pick and choose where I want to put Steven Yoon because it's literally everything. Yeah. Side note: y'all are on suspension for Parks and Rec characters because y'all have put half that cast and half your recasts. <laughs> I had two. I just had two. Ben Schwartz, like three weeks in a row, though. You're stand by. <laughs> I- I that's the first that time I've me. ever cast him in uh, anything. I stand by it. I don't care. Either you, way, you don't you don't get to police my love for Ben Schwartz. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't want to, but it, okay. <laughs> just trying to. I'm just trying to be mean to y'all. Okay. And then for Professor Plum, I went with Michael Shannon. That was my one knives out. Nice. That'd be good. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So for Miss Scarlet, I went back and forth because I almost wanted to do married couple Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst and put her as uh, Miss Scarlet. <laughs> but this is okay. This is where I put Phoebe Waller Bridge, and now I'm mad that I didn't put her as Wadsworth. <laughs> she she'd be great as Miss Scarlet, but she's also perfect Wadsworth. So yeah, those yeah. are both great. I thought she'd be a she really rules. good Miss Scarlet. Yeah. Okay, so, and then you both, you already know I put Catherine O'Hara as Mrs. Peacock. Uh, she's perfection. Perfect. For Mrs. White, I went, this one was really hard for me to cast, uh, but I went with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Nice. Okay. That's really good. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Um, and then for Mr. Body, I had a really hard time casting him. Uh, I went back and forth, but I went with Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that could be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and then for Wadsworth, I picked Andrew Scott. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see I that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Kind of plays yeah, like the sure. same kind of role that he did in uh, in uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but like not as mean. Like just, you know, snarky. I and, haven't seen that. Uh, I was okay. kind of thinking like, you know, his Moriarty vibes, but also just like, I just, I don't know. I love Andrew Scott. I think he can do anything. I thought oh, he would I be to... really funny. Cause I was thinking along the lines of like Tim Curry, British actor, oh, high energy. Of, sorry. Wrong, I was thinking of the wrong actor. I think I was thinking of Adam, Adam. Uh, oh yeah. Not Scott. Adam Scott. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Scott. Okay. This from makes Fleabag. a lot more sense. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Come I just on. need a Ty? second. I have to add "Secret Life of Walter Mitty" to my movies we should or episodes uh, ideas for the show list real quick. Oh yeah, because I haven't. We'll seen do that it. after we do Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, some of the ones that like I had considered, but like, and now that you said Jodie Comer, now I want Sandra Oh as Miss Scarlet. I think she'd crush that. My original Wadsworth was Donald Glover. I thought he'd been really funny uh, mm-hmm. as as Wadsworth, just running around, running around the mansion, doing all. The, he's very quick, and I, I thought he would have been super, super good on that. Um, and then my only other one is, I almost had Jeff Goldblum as Professor Plum, but he would have crossed over into the believably creepy 
realm that we were talking about with Christopher Lloyd, I think, like, is he actually a creep? Because he, I think he would have played it so well. But Jeff Goldblum would have been really funny as Mr. Plum or Professor Plum, I think. Yeah, the yeah. only the only person I almost didn't cast was uh, James McAvoy as Wadsworth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. But he's sure. he just like he seems too cool to be a butler. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the problem with Donald like Donald Glover would have had to go back to like Troy and community. Yeah. Almost like level of dorkiness to, yeah. to pull off Wadsworth. And I think he would have done well, but then I thought of Phoebe Waller Bridge and said, Never mind, there's this God, is she'd be great as Wadsworth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, cool. I think we're we're on to letterbox scores, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ellen goes first, right? Since she sure. this was her movie. Yeah. So Ellen, what was your what's your letterbox score for Clue? Um, <laughs> it's five stars. <laughs> Whoa! What a surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is crazy. I don't care what people think. <laughs> Ty, uh, I give it four stars out of five. Um, I think it's really great, you know, but it's not like you know, it's not like a perfect movie. But it is a great, one of the best comedies ever. Yeah. I also went with four stars, uh, which means it's a good movie that I really enjoy. It's super, super funny from start to finish. Uh, It's just going above that four-star mark is reserved for, like, really special movies that I connect with. Yeah. Uh, And, like, there's just not a lot to really connect to in this one because it's not that type of movie. But for the type of movie it is, it's nearly perfect. It's so funny. Ellen, this was a great choice for us to do an episode on this. Thank this is, you. This is super, super good, really funny movie. Just, and I'm very glad I watched it because this is one of the few on the 9,000 long movie list that Ty has that I was actually uh, excited to watch. So this is good. I'm I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it because, um, yeah, I've been wanting Danny to watch this forever. And this is just so much fun. Like, I never – Yeah. I mean, I, I I always have fun watching this. It's never not fun. Yeah. All right. What are our final thoughts? Ellen, let's start with you. Your final thoughts before we get out of here, before Ty tells us what next week's movie is and we get out of here. Um, yeah, it's a classic. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm really glad I made other eight-year-olds watch this when I was a kid and uh, hopefully <laughs> converted a few other to being their like all-time favorite comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ty? Um, it's way better than the board game for sure. Just <laughs> out of all the movies that have been made after games let's talk about that for a second the only good one this is the best one of all the board game movies Whoa, have you not even seen the battleship movie <laughs> just kidding well liam neeson is in that so ellen probably likes that a lot so. this is not a running thing that i'm into really i'm not into liam neeson let's put that to bed right now <laughs> i saw your eyes light up just saying. I'm not. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I I can't even think of hardly any other movies based off board games. I mean, like board games and toys. Like I'm thinking like Transformers and. Uh, I, uh, I was thinking of like solely like games, like board games and video games. What other yeah, ones? Have- video game, really good video game movies are basically non-existent. So yeah. Except freaking Mortal Kombat, dude. I watched the last 20 minutes of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the Frozen fight? So, at what, the end? so what would Frozen you give? Fight super cool. cool. What did you give Mortal Kombat? What star rating just seeing the last 20 minutes? Based on how it ends. Um, 
Come on. Two, two and a half stars. Okay. <laughs> I gave it three. There. It, it made three me curious. It made me curious to like want to know what happens before that, but not enough to actually watch. Ooh, I kind of super want to do an episode on the '90s Mortal Kombat movies now. They're so bad. I. They're so bad, but I love them. I, I saw. I saw a bit of that in the background the other night. Uh, my husband was watching all of them, and uh, I walked in and out of the room and caught a few minutes here and there. That's all I needed to see. It's uh, honestly absolutely I will terrible, boycott. and I love it. I don't care. It's so fun for me. For, if, I as a kid, I anything that was martial arts related, I watched because I was. I would rather do a, like a Three a Ninjas episode than I would do a Ooh, Mortal Kombat. That's on my all, list, I think Ellen. we've all seen Three Ninjas. But we've all seen. <laughs> dang it! Freaking dang it! <laughs> I can't have anything ever. Nineties kids movies are out. We've all seen them. I don't get anything ever. This sucks. <laughs> Ty, pick a new freaking hobby. God. We'll do we'll do the Mortal Kombat movies after we do the Waterworld movies. I don't want to the movie. Will you hang that over Ellen's head for? Uh, we, we've got Waterworld to hang over your head forever, and you've got freaking anything Hitchcock to hang over mine, so it's fine. No, Hitchcock's Thanks. good. I, I think you like Hitchcock. Uh, all right, my before we get to Ty's movie choice for next week, uh, I guess I'll wrap up my final thoughts here. It's just ninety minutes of fun, like nothing to complain about. No dull, like dull slow moments that you're gonna get bored by. Um, witty dialogue. Mm-hmm with lots of subtle jokes that you're probably going to miss on some viewings and catch on others that make this endlessly rewatchable. So yeah, great choice. Solid comedy. Okay. Wait, before we get to my movie, which ending do y'all accept as the actual ending? Mine is when Mr. Green turns out to be an FBI agent. That's the ending I accept as the actual ending. Yeah, there's the three. There's the one where right. Miss Scarlet did it. There's the one where Miss Peacock did it. And then there's the one where they all did it. And Mr. Green's the FBI agent, which, yeah, is the best one because Mr. Green rules. He's my favorite character. Yeah. But I also liked the one where Miss Scarlet did it because she's bad. She's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, all of the. Like, I don't know. I didn't realize I was supposed to pick one. I guess the Miss Scarlet ending was pretty, was really fun. And I like that. But I don't know. I guess I didn't. I guess I w- didn't watch the movie that way. Is like, a, oh, this is the storyline that I've chosen. Now I might be so. wrong, but I think when they release these in theaters, like different showtimes had different endings. They didn't yes. show all of them at once. You didn't get the awesome, three endings yeah. until you like bought the VHS and yeah. realized the one that you saw in theaters. Oh. That's an incredibly fun idea. Yeah, I wish there were some movies that did that now. I would go see a movie multiple times, except I would see the one I would sit through an hour and a half long movie to see the same ending three <laughs> times. I just end up watching it like eight times in theaters to finally get like the coveted Mrs. Peacock ending. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that'd... really fun. That's a great idea. That would be hilarious. All right. Ty, what are we watching next week? I can't wait to yell about it. So actually, now as we're talking, I still have no idea what we're going to watch. I'm, Ty. I've, I've made a list. I have, I have it right in front of me. So I wanted to do, do you like, down to? hey, I can Danny, do the dice Danny, can, can you let me talk? Hey, Danny, can you let me talk? It's, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to pick a movie. God, you are insufferable. <laughs> I'm so, after the crap we went through during the Miyazaki episode on rankings, I'm so tired of you. I need a week break from well, you. That was just me and Megan talking about ben affleck and his flirting skills online okay i haven't listened yet but i'm oh god i can't wait 
because Meg, Megan and I in our group chat we've talked about that a lot. Um, okay, so I was thinking about doing like a summer movie. I was dead set on doing Dirty Dancing, and I knew that there was no way that Danny had seen this, but he saw it, which is you know kudos to you, Danny. I'm proud of you for seeing good job an older movie. Stop sulking, I don't Danny. Care. Leave me alone. Just pick the movie. <laughs> um, so I have a few on here. I wanted to go with with one that both of y'all haven't seen since you know I don't want to make Danny watch another one and in a row and i think this would be the first time that both of y'all haven't seen a movie so it'd be kind of interesting uh i've been in kind of a musical mood lately i've been watching some musicals um obviously okay (laughs) say more so my so my sec my first choice was uh or my third choice was my fair lady um but danny's the only one who hasn't seen that one seen it was in the musical version in high school (laughs) Second choice stage production. Second choice was Mary Poppins, which Danny has not seen, which is nuts to me. I feel like every kid version. I feel feel like every kid watched that movie. We we were in a sound of music house. One can be both. Yeah, you can watch both. I was in a sound of music house too, and and I still saw Mary Poppins. (laughs) It's just an offhanded goof. (laughs) Danny, calm down, man. Uh, okay, so my number one choice is actually my favorite musical of all time, and neither of y'all have seen the movie. Um, it what is, I think it is. It is streaming on Amazon Prime, Guys and Dolls, starring oh. Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra. That's exciting. And it's <laughs> musical and it's old, Danny. This is exciting. I know nothing about... It's in I, color, I, Danny. Don't I worry. Have zero idea. I have zero idea what this movie is, so sure. Yes. It's a musical There's about musical. people that play uh, craps in New York. I've never seen it, but I know like behind the scenes stuff about this production. Yeah. And, I mean, anyone who knows anything about Marlon Brando, he's like a nightmare to work with. And he cannot sing, but somehow got this role. And it's, <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. This is my favorite musical. I, I love this musical so much. Really? That's yeah. that's interesting it's, to me. It's my favorite musical because my dad was in one of the roles when he was a high school principal when I was a kid. So I would always walk over from the elementary school to the high school where he was like practicing every day for rehearsals. Oh, yeah. It was a small role. It wasn't like a he wasn't like the lead person. Either way. I'm going to uh, cast Hugh Jackman in the lead role. Hey. Oh, yeah. So I let's make a rule. Let's make a rule for the recast. So. You can cast anyone you want. The assumption is that they can sing. So just anyone you think could like play off the character, and we're just assuming that everyone you cast can sing. Okay. Is that fair? I guess. I feel I like, like we're going to get a lot of overlap if we're only picking actors that can sing. I don't know. But okay. If, if you want to no open it up like that, I'm like I'm okay with working with the constraints, but maybe because I love musicals, I, I also love broadway so i could think of a lot of broadway actors but yeah but we're not i don't think anybody this is a movie no podcast, one's not a broadway true. podcast. to you to me and i know at least one other listener would know everything but whatever not gonna be i'm not gonna be that person i think i think it'd be <laughs> easier be... to get creative if it's like because yeah. we're assuming this is a remake of a movie not a remake of a broadway play sure so we're yeah, yeah we're just gonna pick any actor and assume they have a fantastic voice okay right. Correct. I mean, that'll make it easier for us, for sure. Yeah. I'm picking Hugh Jackman. 
for the lead role. Okay, now you're not allowed see to. Him. Yeah, I don't see Put him. Put it down. I don't see him. I, I don't I know don't if see I it. do or not. I, I it, genuinely <laughs> know zero. I genuinely know zero. About you'll like this. Also. I think you'll yeah, like this. On. I'm fine with it. As far as musical musicals go, I think you'll like this one. I like mm-hmm. musicals. I have no problem with musicals at all, so that's not a that's not an issue for me. So yeah. this will get us uh, all really hyped to see In the Heights next month, which I mean, already, already very hyped. hyped. In the Heights, <laughs> yeah, already super hyped. All right, uh, is that that do it for us? We ready to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you for watching a movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watch a Movie Pod. Until next time. You see, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Bye. See ya. Bye. Give me a dream, sweetheart. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.